Welcome to Real Testaments, the messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, we're continuing on the critical matters. When you say something is critical, meaning what? Very serious. So these are serious matters. Very serious. I cannot forget um, to have a teaching on the pure conscience. I mean, your conscience is what you use every day. Emotion, every day. So most times you check yourself. Praise the Lord. So these matters are very critical. Obedience, obedience to God. Walking in obedience, living a life of love, walking in love, godliness, and the salvation of your souls. These are what critical, urgent matters. So yield to them. Praise the Lord. Today, lastly on the series, we're going to be talking about trusting in God. Trusting what? In God. Trusting in God. As Christians, we go through a lot of things. Um, most times, we're torn in between trusting God, trusting what He has said, or what our environment is saying. Trusting what you are seeing, kuru kuru. You are at a crossroad. You are in a very challenging situation, and you don't know who to trust or what to trust at that time. Or you have a medical report. And you are like, ah, see, you see this one straight in my face. Who do I trust? Why should I trust God? I am seeing it. I am seeing the physical realities. I call it physical reality because it's another kind of reality. Praise the Lord. What does it mean to trust? Um, let's look at um, this key scripture I'm going to be using today for trust. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Proverbs 3 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto what? Thy own understanding. Please amplify it for me. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own word, insight, or understanding. What does it mean to trust? I had to look at the dictionary. Most times when you use a word, you have to get the deep meaning. It says to trust means to have a belief that someone or something is what? Reliable. It's to have a belief that someone or something is reliable. The thing is good or the person is good. The person is what? Honest. And the person is effective. It's dictionary meaning, you know. A belief that someone or something is reliable, is good, is honest, and is effective. Another definition says, an assured reliance on the character and the ability 
and the strength or truth of someone. An assured reliance on the character, on the ability and the strength or truth of someone. Lastly, definition of trust is one in which confidence is placed. I'll run through it again. A belief that, a belief that someone or something is reliable, is good, is honest, and is effective. And an, another definition says an assured reliance on the character and ability and strength or the truth of someone. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 3.5 says, trust in, rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Irrespective of what you are going through. That is, have a belief that God is reliable, is good. Praise the Lord. You can trust him that he will bring it to pass. Now, most times, how do we trust? We trust someone based on what? Knowledge. Okay? Especially when, when um, let me use this example, someone is toasting you and you are trying to see whether this person is good. You have to, so you check, is this person good? You need to know the person, is this person good? Can I trust this person? Can I rely on this person? If you're a woman, you're saying, for the rest of my life, I want to marry this person. So can I rely on this person? Is this person good? Is this person honest? So based on knowledge, you get to what? Know the person. So I want to introduce, what I talk today is trusting in God. I want to introduce God to you. Do you know him? Do you know him? Why should you trust God? Do you know him? Do you know his ability? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want to give you some reasons you can trust God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then lastly, we'll end with examples of some people that trusted God in the Bible. Number one, God is true. Why should you trust God? What's the re- give me a reason why I should trust God. In, I'm introducing God to you. His person. He is what? True. We'll see that in 2 Samuel 7.28. 2 Samuel 7.28. Why should you trust God? Why should you rely on him? Why should you be confident that he will take you to the desired place? And now, oh Lord God, you are God. And your words are what? Truths. And you have promised this good thing to your God is true. Your word is truths. There's a stamp. When you say something is true, bam. Another reason is that you should trust God. God does not lie. He doesn't lie. Numbers 23, 19. God doesn't lie. If he says it, he will do it. His words are come. God is true. He doesn't lie. He said God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he what? Said. And he will not do it. My brother and sister, I'm introducing the person of God to you. Why you should trust him. Has he said and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not make it good and fulfill it? 
God doesn't lie. He is true. If you look at a human being, and most times we can attest to some people that, ah, this person is true. Which this person talk. Anything this person says is correct. If you can do that for man, God doesn't lie. Has he said it and he has not done it? But we time we look at some examples in, this, in the scriptures. If you look at Abraham's life, we'll get there. Abraham waited for so many years. But God accomplished. He fulfilled everything he told Abraham he was going to do. He said, has he said it and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not make good and fulfill it? I'm introducing you to my God. God is what? True. And he doesn't lie. Another reason that you should trust God, God never changes in his being. Ha, ha, ha. labashka. Hebrews 13, 8. God never changes in his being. The two scriptures I want to use to portray this. Jesus Christ, that is God, is eternally what? Always the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Hallelujah. He doesn't change. He's the sovereign God. He is, he, is, he is God. What else can you use to describe God again? God. God is the SI you need to describe God. God is God. He doesn't change at all. Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6. God never changes in his being. It's not like it's like this today, you become smaller too. It is this is changeless. <laughs> that is the God that I'm introducing to you and why you should trust him. Why you should rely on him. Why you should be confident that he will do what he says he will do. Hallelujah. For I am the Lord. I do not what? Change. But remain faithful to my covenant with you. Are you here saying, ah, God told me that thing five years ago. My brother, my sister, God doesn't change. Hold on to his word. For I am the Lord, I do not change. I remain faithful to my covenant with you. I remain faithful. He doesn't change in his being. It's, it's, it's just like a, a human being. This is a man. And I am a woman. But nowadays you see things happen, right? You, you see things. Human beings change. <laughs> Human beings change. Somebody will not say, I don't think I am a man again. Ah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Even we see it, our leaders change. I don't know which one is next level or which one is uh, a new Nigeria. But human beings what? Change. Last four years, some of us believed that we'll have a change. And the change was changed. But our God doesn't change. I'm introducing God to you. Not your leadership or your government. They can change. You can see that now. You see that every day. 
But the God that you should trust and have confidence in and on doesn't change. He remains what? The same. From yesterday, today, what he says he will do, he will do. There's nothing like, ah, na joke I do. No, 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 no. God doesn't change. He's true to his word. Hallelujah. Another reason that you should trust God. Oh, Manda. God has never failed to fulfill his word. Most times you ask yourself, what am I trusting God? God told me ah, this and this. But I'm telling you today, God has never failed to fulfill his word. He said, has he said it? And he will not do it. God has never failed. Bible says he watches. He watches his word to perform it. He must perform. He's a performer. He never changed. His word must come to pass. You know when somebody watches, just like you watch your children to go in the direction that you want them to go. Or you have a drone and you are watching the drone to get to look at that body law house. To make sure that you must see the house. You watch it to get to his destination. God watches his word that it must be accomplished. It must be performed in your life. Isaiah 55 verse 11. God's word is true. God's word is true. Most times you ask yourself, what do I have to trust God? You have his word. His word has been spoken. And I'm telling you, that word you have is a sure guarantee. He said, so will my word be, which goes, as far God has spoken it, which goes out of my mouth. Let me give you, let me, let me give you a, a small example. It cannot be compared to this. It cannot be. But let me try and make you understand because we go through it, especially if you're parents. Have you promised your child anything before? Let me say you just mistakenly, it just, <laughs> you didn't want to promise, but you just say, um, like my son likes playing. I say, okay, we are going to the playground this weekend. It just, maybe they made you so excited. You didn't want to promise, so it just came out of your mouth. Oh, we'll go to the playground this weekend. <laughs> as far as it has come out of your mouth, you must perform it. My son, if you forget, my son will remind you. You made a promise, mommy. You don't want to fulfill your promise. And that's why he says it. You don't want to fulfill your promise? <laughs> ah, you'll not be wondering. This is a small child. He will so allow his get to your heart. Mommy, you made a promise. Before you know it, you say, let's go. Get it to the... So, if you're a parent, you be careful what you promise your children. You do, I mean, you are careful. Most times, they want you to bring it out of your mouth. You say, oh, no, don't, don't. I did not tell you that. No. <laughs> so, we are human beings. Because we want to do those things. If, if you have, and God, God is our father. He wants to do those things he has told us. So, the Bible says, so will my word which goes out of my mouth. As far as he has said it, he will do it. He will do it. He says, it will not return to me void. It is not useless. Without, it is not without results or without accomplish, accomplishing what I desire. And without succeeding <laughs> in the matter for which I sent it. It 
must be accomplished. Has God said it? Most times, I tell myself, I'm sure when I'm going through some things, if I've not heard from God, I can gamble. In the sense that, ah, I say, okay, I've not heard from God. But once I hear from God, it's like I'm locked. Because God has said it. And I've trained myself to follow God's word. So as God has said it, I'm hooked. Let me give you an example. Our last baby, when the doctor's report came and said, ah, this baby is going to come out with Down syndrome. How many of us know what Down syndrome is? Okay. An abnormal child. Those children that... And with special needs, they can't, most of the time they can't talk. You just know something is wrong with this child. So the medical report came, and when I saw it, I was like, what? My eye was like, eh? What is this? First of all, the English, I didn't understand it. So I Googled it, because most of the time, Nigerian doctors will not explain to you. Mm, doctors, I don't know why. They will not explain. But I noticed that the doctor's face changed. And me, I'm very, when I'm... Very, very. When I'm consulting, your body language as a doctor, I interpret it. Uh -uh. Doctor, what's happening? I don't know nothing. So anyway, I went to Google and I saw it. And my whole sister, have you heard bad news? Have you heard bad reports? The same way you are challenged. Me, whether I'm Pastor Tony, we have we are all human beings. The same way. It's as if my world was going down. And I asked myself, I have, I have two, two children. Who sent me for the third one? <laughs> Do you understand? So many things went through my mind. Okay, should I abort this child? Yes. You are thinking you're the only one. Ah, okay. We all go through temptation. I was, I was at the state, uh, that state where you feel like, Jesus, is it that this child just go away? What is this? And as I was lamenting, I call it lamentation. I've not prayed about it. So most times, between when you hear a report and when you pray, is that lamentation stage. So I got home, told my husband, and we prayed. And we agreed, looked at God's word, and we agreed on it. Now, let me tell you the story. From, when, from that time till I gave birth, as we prayed, as I say, if I've not heard from God, I can gamble. God said, it is settled. You are coming out with a, with a complete child. Ah, I say, hallelujah, I've heard from God. Oh, now, but you know the challenge. Waiting from, from then till the ninth month of delivery. <laughs> and if you know the devil, ah, subjection. So you think it's that small prayer you pray that will not change a child? <laughs> That has Down syndrome. Hmm. You, are, you, you are laughing. Hmm. You, do you think it's just that thing you and your husband just held hands in the room and decided to, how? My brain was, I was that was the fight of faith that started. And I said, as if, if God has said, and let me tell you something God told me. Patrick, you went with me to the hospital that day. And God said, I have done it. If I've done something, you pray about it again. God forbid me from you praying about it. I could not tell any other person. God said, it is done. I was, I was in a state of, are you sure that small prayer? I settled it. God said, don't even discuss it. If something is done, it's done. 
and God said, pray for other things. That was the most challenging time in my life. I said, God, I have my own matter. And God said, I have done it. God said, I have done it. So you, and for me, once I've heard God's word, I stick to it. So I began to listen. What I, what I did was to build my faith. Began to, I began to take God's word the way it was. I began to swallow God's word. I will come to church. Choir will sing. I will take the song. Jump. The meaning of the song. I will take any message. I'm looking for the report. So I got the doctor's report. Because I had my physical copy. I began to rejoice and pray. And as I began to rejoice and pray, I began to write. And I said, this baby that is coming out, you are whole and complete. Every part of you. I began to write what was in my spirit. And my spirit was dry. I began to write it. And I folded that report. I removed the doctor's report. And I began to look at the spiritual reality. So every day I was praying. I was speaking those words. My the challenge was real. But I decided to trust, rely, confidently, no matter what. Because I knew who God was. He's reliable. He watches his word to perform it. Now, let me tell you the other challenge. I was supposed to do something permanent after delivery. And the doctor was like, ah, you can't do this thing, no. Because we don't know how this child is going to come out. I said, the child will come out well. Continue. I had a CS. So I said, As I'm, not, I'm, I'm signing. No matter what you see, continue. I signed. I signed for the doctor to continue. The doctor came early in the morning again, on the day of delivery. He said, My, Mrs. Mrs. Obamadu, um, are you sure we should do this thing? We don't know how the baby is going to come out. Um, I said, proceed. Now, what was my trust? What was my confidence? Let me ask you. What was my confidence? Because it was between the doctor's reports and what I've heard from God. And, it's, and God's word, right? So, I had to choose at that time. Who will I trust? Go back to our key scripture. Proverbs 37. Go back. To, I, want to see, I want to show you something from the Amplified Version. I had to choose good. It says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. I had, I had to choose. Should I rely on God or my insight or understanding? What was the physical understanding then, the scan reports. And let me tell you how the doctor is. This, the person that did my scan, she's the best in the country. And he said, if it was someone else that did this scan, you said the person made mistake. Now this woman doesn't make mistake. That's how the doctor put it. So there was no guess in it. But I chose to trust God. And let me tell you, you can't trust God without obedience. They go together. When you trust God, you obey his word. You trust and what? Obey. So at that time, as God told me, don't pray about it. I've done it. Once you, let, me, let me give an example. You are praying to God that you need 50,000. And somebody gives you 50,000. We used to be praying about that 50,000. It don't close now. So that's what God said I should do. He has done it, so no prayer. I have praying warrior husband. 
I have praying warrior friend. One of my uncle is a senior pastor, prayer warrior. And he called me the next day. After the scan, he called me. Ah, Tony, how are you doing? How is, how is the pregnancy? Ah! I wanted to say, uncle, pray with me. You know how it is? Pray with me, oh. There's fire on the mountain. But I could not open my mouth because I know God has said it is done. So I have to obey. I said, we are fine. Baby is fine. I chose to trust. I chose to rely on God and not on my own understanding. God watches his word to performance. And the, and the rest is history. You can see my baby. When I was on that theater table, I was just singing and glorifying God. And <clears throat> let me tell you, I wasn't anxious, to be frank. As far as I've heard God's word, and I began to, I wasn't anxious. As I lay on the table, they brought, ah, as we're bringing out the child, there's no, I'd given the doctor instruction to do what he's supposed to do. Ah, Mr. Bama, the baby is good. I just say, oh, praise the Lord. I just continue. He says, so we're going to progress. I say, I've told you to progress. That was not my time of rejoicing. My time of rejoicing was when I heard God's word and decided to obey. That was not my time of rejoicing. It was a done day at that time. I was just seeing a physical manifestation. Most times, we are waiting to see the physical manifestation before we trust God. Trusting in God is when God has told you his word. You take it and you obey. That is when you should rejoice. That is why I believe so much in praise forward. When you are praising God forward. It's a done deal based on God's word. Praise the Lord. Another reason we should trust God, God is completely just. God is just. Ah. Oh, Deuteronomy 32.4. God is just. When you say somebody is just, no wudu wudu. The rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are what? Just. That is a God of faithfulness without iniquity, injustice. Just and upright is he. Just and upright is he. Another reason we should trust God. I'm introducing my God to you. Another reason you should trust him. He has wonderful plans for you. You are here. You are confused about your 2019. You don't even know whether you have to go to uh, God. What this 2019? What will it bring for me? Will I be successful? Will I be promoted? Will I move from the? Will I be married? Will I do? You all of us have plans now. You have thoughts. Okay, but be rest assured that God has wonderful plans for you. God has wonderful plans for you. He created you, my brother and your sister. He knows your tomorrow. Why don't you trust in him? I will see that in Jeremiah 29, 11. Amplified. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for what? Peace. Plans for what? Peace. And not for what? To give you what? A future and a hope. Trust in him. He has good plans for you. So when he gives you that word, obey it. Because why? You know God has good plans for me. It's like my children that trust me. They know mommy has, you know, they, 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 mommy and daddy has good plans for us. So if I say let's go somewhere, 
You know when you want to surprise them? Let's go somewhere. You don't even need to tell them anything. But they will follow you. Why? Good plans for them. Praise the Lord. Another reason we should trust God. Oh, God will never let you go. Never, never. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or what? Tremble in dread before them. What are the them? What are the them? When you read the scripture, personalize it. Don't just read story. You understand? So, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them. What are the them? What are the challenges? Or what are the decisions you are about to take? What is it? Or what is the report you heard? Like I told you, I had that scan report. God said, do not be anxious. Don't, don't, don't be strong. And don't dread before, don't tremble. When you see the physical reality, don't tremble. Because we have a higher reality. When the higher reality, the spiritual reality, touches the physical reality, the physical reality will bow. Say, do not tremble in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who go does what? Goes before you. God, God went ahead to say, Oluchi, I not make you like this. God did his own thing. You see, most times, let me tell you where our problem is. We rely on our own insights and understanding. So, in my physical mind, you now ask yourself, I got this report um, the sixth month. Okay? The sixth month of my pregnancy, that's when I got that report. So, in your mind, you say, okay, what will God now do? You, you know you want to understand it. So, hey, hey, but this baby don't, if it's the first term, first trimester, if you are familiar with um, pregnancy, you say, okay, um, the baby has not formed. Oh, so it's so easy for God to just go there and orchestrate and do his thing. Between the sixth and seventh month, baby don't form. People give birth that stage. So, based on my own reasoning, huh, so God... Everything. Don't rely. Most I want to think, huh? so how will Lord God go now? How will God? Leave it. It's not your matter. God said, trust me. Rely on me confidently. Be assured. Let your confidence be. Leave it. It's not, it's, is it your problem? Is it your problem how they manufacture the car? Exactly. It's not your problem. So why are you thinking, oh, this people that manufactured this car, how did they do it? How, so are you sure? Let me give you an example. If you, if you buy a brand new car, are you going to be bothered that, okay, how, how did this manufacturer put the engine? How did he put the boat into the car? How did he, is it your own? Is it your problem? Are you the manufacturer? Your own is to get into the car and what? Drive. So God said, just get in with me. I will drive you. What is your problem? Most of us are thinking, hey, this car. So did the manufacturer put correctly with the tire removed? What is your problem? Trust God. Remember our definition? Rely on him. For, for, who, for, for who he is. He watches his word. He said, I will, for your Lord your God goes with you and he will not fail or what? Abandon you. 
forsake his own. And are you his own? Are you his own? If you are born again, if you have confessed the Lord as your personal Savior, you are his own. You are his matter. Praise the Lord. You are his matter. He will watch his word until it's performed in your life. Just trust him. Just rely on him. Just be confident in him. Hallelujah. Be assured. Trust in his character. Trust in his ability. Trust in his person. He is God. All by himself. When he wanted to introduce himself, EJ, I'm the I am that I am. I am he said, I am God all by myself. There's nothing else I can use to compare. I am God. Take me as I am. Walk with me. Just rely on me. Just trust in my ability. That's what God is telling you. Just rely on my ability. And I will watch my word to perform it in your life. Praise the Lord. Forget about relying on your insights, on, on your physical realities, on your environment. God has gone ahead. God is unknowing. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's God. He's been. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So your situation, let me tell you, whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, it's not peculiar to you. Somebody else has gone through that thing and triumphed. And you will triumph. When you rely and you trust on him. Hallelujah. Well, I just w- want to give us some examples of some people that trusted God. I mean, if you see, this is not, a, I mean, something you, it's something that you have to go back home and study. Because of time, I will introduce one person to you. Abraham. One of the story of Abraham. But let me tell you one Jim Jim story. Abraham's story is very long. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can you give me? Let me. I'll run through the story because we don't have time. But give me Daniel three. Just leave it. Daniel three. Okay. Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There were three young men. That had a challenge. They had this. It was either death or life. They told them to bow. The, the king then gave a decree. Just like if you narrate to our today world, maybe your leader or your president or whatever will give a decree for you to serve another God, for you to bow to another God. And we experience this situation every day. Most of us say, ah, they never bring idol for me to bow. But you have had the challenge of corruption. You have had the challenge of, of, of having a third conscience. This is the same situation. Did we bow? He says, there are certain Jews whom you have appointed. This is coming to report. Um, the province of Babylon named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay, to, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. The king made the decree. But these young boys decided not to follow. So let's see what happened. Then, then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, you know how he's angry, gave a command to bring them, bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were brought before the king. Because Jesus said to them, is it true 
Now I'm asking you, when you face that panel in your office, or when you face life situation, is it true that you do not serve my God? Is it true that you do not have corruption in you? Is it true? Whatever challenge, put yourself in it. Don't look at it as a physical God. They bring a physical idol to How many people will bring idol to your front? If they bring a physical idol, you will just kick it. But the idols come in different form. Worshipping God. Sitting at home or coming to church. Doing the things of God. Those are the idols. Money. Your work. So, I'm asking this question. Is it true, Shadrach? Is it true, Patrick? Is it true, Toyin? Is it true that you do not serve my God or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, let's assume that I didn't hear well. Now, if you are ready, hmm? let's assume I've been hearing stories. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the die, the trigon, the harp, the whatever, all these musicians, I don't know, their, the dosimal, and all kinds of music. Now, when you hear the voice, now, is it true that um, they brought this money to me and you didn't take it off? And you didn't collect the money, corruption? Is it true? Now, when that my friend comes with that bribe, now, when somebody comes to tell you to sign this paper and the, 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 the contract was not done, now, now they're giving, I've heard those stories before. It's not the challenges that you hear from afar. Now you have met the king or the tormentor, the person that will torment you. Now you have met the doctor that will give you that report. Now, should I continue with that operation or wait to see the child? Now, when you hear the sound of the trumpet or whatever music, I want you to do what? Fall down and bow. Fall down and worship the image which I have made very good. Hmm. Now, I want you, this system that I put in this office, you will not be the one to come and change it. Now, I want you to follow through. He says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. I love this part. He says, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. I love the translation that says, We are not careful to answer you in this matter. Do you understand? He says, I did not need to ask, answer you at this point. Move on. So we're not careful. Don't be confused. That's what they're trying to say. Don't be confused that because we are before you, then we will not change our mind though. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. We are fully persuaded. What I know is better than what I'm saying here. The God I trust in is better than what you are using to threaten me. He said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from the furnace of the burning fire. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. I like your dad's verse. You see, most times, I say, ah, you know, when you're thinking in your physical mind, like I said, I'm just thinking how God will come and do the operation. You see, but let me tell you, should in what? Case. That is, but even if he decides. Are you listening? You see, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. We know it will go in two ways. It's either you will sack me and I will leave this office. Or God will just change the things. Most I want God to come and do Jezebel things. You understand? Just God will just touch the, the boss heart and say, do not torment my child. <laughs> but at times, it can go in two ways. God can touch his heart not to torment you or they will still sack you. 
So when they sack you, you think that God is not God? So that's what they were trying to say. He said, he said, we are not careful, but let it be known to you. He said, if it does not, let it be known to you. Huh. They were not confused about the matter. They were fully persuaded that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And the rest is history. Did they throw them in the fire? So don't, you, you will pass through fire. The scriptures will pass through so many temptations, so many tribulations. This testimony I'm giving to you, I told you the phase I went through. It was like fire. There's anything worse than fire when your head is hot. Like fire. Because as if I was in the fire. I don't know what pastor went through, but I'm talking about myself. Because everybody has their personal experience. <laughs> it says, I, I, I mean, I was personally in fire, but I said, ah, no matter what, God has said it, sealed. And it, they threw them into the fire, and did God save them? God did. But they trusted in God. They relied on God. I want us to stand up and pray. What is that thing that you are going through? What is that matter? What is that challenge? What is that situation that is testing you? This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, visit our website, www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.